Are we recording? No, we are. We are now. Wait, did you just do the light language to click, click? Yeah, but I wasn't recording when the, like, the real light language happened by accident. Okay. We were just priming what this episode's going to be about. I'm Chakti Sita. I'm Andrea. And we're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Because who isn't podcasting? God, no, and we're such good talkers. We are. I mean, we think we are. We really don't care what you think, actually. <laughs> What's, one, what's, what's so great is we listened, we started listening to the first episode. Do you want to keep listening? Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. We were like, let's just keep podcasting. Let's just keep talking. <laughs> Why would we listen? <laughs> oh, wait, you want me to listen? <laughs> There's a lot of things we didn't get to, so right. we're back with more. Um, this episode is going to be a little off planet, and... Um, so we're not setting this one in the mall. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying it. I said anyone listening to the last episode can make a drinking game out of it. Based on how many times Andrea said mall. And then she said mall. And I'm like, well, do we drink when you say mall? You guys Moving. are so drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> but not as drunk as that lady in the mall. Okay. So All right. here we are. Um, we're in Sedona. The year is... 2023. Correct. And um, my birthday's in a couple days. That's really exciting. I'm actually very impressed that I'm here because usually there's like a dark of the moon period as you lead up to your birthday. This is true. You were with me on mine. Yeah. I had one. You, you, was that? Well, it was, uh, no, we were actually, we we saw the Dalai Lama the next day. Right. But between that, we flew to Delhi. From Dharmasala to Delhi. Yeah. Um, for an empowerment, for Avalokiteshvara empowerment. Right. And then we flew back to Dharmasala. I have this theory, though, that astrology, mm, I'm going to really, like, this is going to be a very polarizing statement, but I, <laughs> to those people that follow astrology, I have a theory that astrology doesn't really apply when you're traveling. I think some of it does. But I feel like my friend and I talk about it and it's like when, when we have a lot of things happening astrologically and we're sort of in our routine, we can kind of notice the nuances that the astrology might be having. Whereas when you're traveling, everything's new, everything's in motion. It's not a controlled study. No, it's not. So it's like, obviously we all talk about Mercury retrograde and planning travel and not planning travel and all, but it's like. I don't know, there's just this sort of chaos to travel in a way because it's shaking everything up that it's like, I don't even know what time it is half the time where I'm traveling, right? Or what day is it? What day is it? I have my watch here for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the the steps watches. Um, It's an Iron Man watch that we use to do the steps at Go and Wall. And I don't know if it's mine or Zoe's because she also gave me hers. So I have two of them. Um, This one is set to Saturday... What? July 15th at 9 p.m. What's today? Today is the Thursday? 13th. Thursday. Thursday at Thursday the 13th. Yeah. It's like, and I don't it's know, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Yeah. So this is way off. Um, but somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> this was right. Because um, I said it. And it was right. Wait, but is it July 15th anywhere right now? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, off planet, (laughs) getting to the subject matter of today, um, you know, in Sedona, it's a very interstellar type of place. It has a very measurable and unique magnetic field and it attracts people who also have measurable and unique (laughs) magnetic fields. Oh my God. All all 10 of them. (laughs) And the, um, it's, extremely common to see things in the sky that are unidentifiable or unexplainable. In fact, um, someone who was just here, she was like, yeah, I saw the biggest one I've ever seen actually, um, this week, just a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, I think she said like right outside of Whole Foods actually, she's like, yeah, it was like a, like a cigarette shape, like a, like a banner sort of. And the people that she was with also saw it. I saw one with Dan um, while we were in Uptown mm. walking, we were just walking the dog like through the crowds. Mm-hmm. And I turned and I go, Oh my God, Dan, look. And it was like a silver disc type of shape. 
and then it blipped and mm. I was like, it's gone. He's like, it's not gone. I'm like, no, it's gone. Like, and he, I'm like, I don't see anything. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe. And as we're like doing that, all these like tourists are like, what are they? What? what? <laughs> I don't understand. Cause there's like the movie set of Sedona, which yes. is uptown and like, you know, the candle shops, which yeah, I don't know why shops. there's 50 candle shops in Sedona. <laughs> I, we probably shouldn't talk about that. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> probably getting flagged somewhere. <laughs> for saying that um it makes no sense there's a lot of things so it's, it's very movie set and it's like a western scene and then um you go like a few layers deeper and all of a sudden you end up on like some ufo tours where it's like guaranteed sightings every night hello and, friends <laughs> and you know to which people have all different reactions to yeah. i took my brother you took your brother too yeah I your took brother my whole family what did your brother say your brother gets he it. was into it he's like yeah yeah he was into it. In fact, I think that's the only reason why he came out to visit was because my mom was in, well, he wanted to see my mom too, but I was like, Hey, um, I think we're going to try to go on a UFO tour. And all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'm leaving in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there as soon as I can. <laughs> all right, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what time sunset? Okay. <laughs> cool. cool. <laughs> well, and then he, my dad, when my dad came to visit later, of course he wanted to go. Yeah. So... My favorite was when I took my brother because there's clearly these like ultraviolet like things landing on the mountains right by my right. house and you can see them through the night vision goggles. It right. picks up the ultraviolet rays and they land and then they like power up and then they float away yeah. again and they're like doing something and they're in a particular part of the mountain that's uh, protected and all this stuff, whatever. I'm not getting into it. I don't, I don't actually care. <laughs> I just very, think it's fun. Very not attached. Very not attached. And it's all haha. Anyway, my, <laughs> <laughs> my brother, the next morning is going for a drive throughout Sedona and he's like, Oh my God, there's you. There's not you. There's, um, hot air balloons. It's, I know exactly what we were seeing the other night. It was the hot air balloons. They were just landing on the mountain. I'm like, wow, like, that's protected land. Wait, like what? they don't put the hot air balloons on the mountain that night. Like that's not what goes on. But you know, so everyone's having their own experience of what's, what's happening. Here. Interpretation. Interpretation. And so, um, you know, I sort of, I, I made like a energetic pact with the, <laughs> with myself. Cause like, you know, they probably don't care, <laughs> but I made the pact where I'm just like, if it's not, relevant mm -hmm. to my day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. then go away because yeah. I don't have time for a thing I barely have enough time to get done what I want to get done and accomplish and create um let alone to be like suck down some whatever is going right. on here so anyway that's that's the scene well, it's here. like you know once I have identified every bird that flies by me I will then move on <laughs> to and I <laughs> I was thinking though because our last, our last chat, we talked about satisfying um, old desires and manifestations, like buying yourself a Kate Spade bag, even though you haven't wanted one for 20 years. I do want to buy those night vision goggles. I oh, yeah. do want a set of those. I do too. That's, that's on the vision board. Yeah, and a star deck. <laughs> the vision board for the vision, the night vision. <laughs> Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, that was a I good, that was going to be a good joke. The vision board for the night vision goggles. Oh, I love that. We should, let's, Hall of let's have a special vision board for the night vision goggles. Just yeah. like its own. And then we can have a vision board for what we want to see. <laughs> through the vision, through the night vision goggles on the vision board. I want to see a dog smoking, giving me instructions. <laughs> Telling you where to go next. What? Telling you where to go next. Okay. <laughs> Um, wait, was that what you were going to talk about though? The no, RTT? no, but you know, so, so it, this actually came up when you were talking about, um, you know, satisfying your younger self because okay. I occasionally dabble in some hypnosis stuff ah. because why not? And it can be very beneficial. Absolutely. Especially if you have someone who's really skillful at hypnosis. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't recommend just like going about it willy nilly because you're basically messing with the, uh, the wires and anyone, you know, if you have an electrician come over who doesn't know what he's doing, 
and like he plugs the wrong wire into the wrong one and then the whole thing explodes. Like you don't want to, yeah. you don't want someone who's going to like mess up the coding. Yeah. You just want someone who's going to like snip out like a surgeon, like that, that, that one little line that's, yeah. there's that line that's causing you that little problem, that little thought that just keeps repeating itself that we're just going to pluck yeah, that so like, right out. Like and, an esthetician. Yeah. Like, and then like plucking the hair, just plucking the hair, getting the mole <laughs> off, like, <laughs> And then nothing to see here. That got really visual. <laughs> so you don't want to go to like a cheap one, <laughs> but, or better yet, what I do because I don't trust anyone is I just do it to myself because if you get really skillful with your own mind and you have like a way of navigating it and you yeah. have kind of the, the scene and the blueprint, you know where the things are hidden. You know, you know where exactly where you put the bodies. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. Oh, there's that thought again. Oh, that one's not mine. Oh, I know exactly where that one came from. And so you can go in and you can really uh, get surgical about it. But even then, there's still so much hidden to us because um, in so many different teachings, but in the Kundalini teachings, every wink of the eye, every blink of the eye, no one's winking. That'd be hilarious if it's only when you wink. Um, every blink of the eye, Everyone's you download. Be winking at us now. We're gonna notice it everywhere we go. We just attracted it. It's now on our vision board. Hopefully, just blinking at me. Winking eyes. On the <laughs> Messaging each other at eleven thirty. All right. Oh. Eleven eleven. <laughs> um, okay. So if you can go in yourself, though, you still miss things because your brain your uh, subconscious mind is downloading 1000 thoughts per blink of the eye. And you're only conscious of one of those thoughts. So the 999 go into the subconscious landscape. It's 8 million miles wide by 8 million miles wide by 8 million miles wide. If you had to quantify the space that it's taking up. So that's a lot of space. And so it can be difficult. You can lose some things in there. I could really use that space. Right? Like closet space. <laughs> no, it's like the dream I told you about where like... You had a hidden room. I had there, I would have this recurring dream when Ian and I lived in a one bedroom where like there was an extra room the landlord didn't tell us about. And I would Pissed. open the door to this like living room and I'm like, we have an extra room? Why did nobody tell me? Like I... <laughs> More than once, I would have this dream that there was an extra room. Going back to what you were talking about, though, about having to have that space to meditate or that little space of your own, even if it's a closet. But yeah, I mean, 8 million by 8... Eight million by eight million by eight million miles wide. So things get lost. There's a lot of hidden rooms and you've created them all. And... um, so certain types of hypnosis are really beneficial. I really, really like the style of RTT therapy um, where you get into the hypnotic state. What does RTT stand for? Rapid Transformational Therapy. Ooh. And um, there's all different people who teach it and yeah, stuff, yeah. but Marissa Pierce created it. I really like her. Cool. And there's, so you step back into your hypnotic state and then, well, I guess before you go into it, you have your problem, your conscious problem, right? You know what your problem is. Everyone knows what their problem is. So it's like, oh, I don't have the money I want. Oh, I don't have the, the house I want. The dog won't pee outside. The dog won't pee outside. You know, whatever you're, you're manifesting that you're like, this is, everything's good except this. Uh. <laughs> That's what you go in and you handle. So you step into this, the deeper space. The eyes are kind of moving. You're in a very relaxed state. You're conscious. You're aware but you're also not in a normal brainwave. Right. That's where you can start making the changes. And with a guide or a video of a guide, which is what I did the other day, because <laughs> I don't I don't want anyone getting into my programming. Sure, sure. So I have this video of someone who like can step you back and then uh, take you through scenes. You go through three different scenes from when you're younger, smaller, tinier, and and each mm-hmm. scene you get younger, smaller, tinier. And sometimes you end up in the womb. Sometimes you end up in a past life because you're going back. Right. And what you're asking is you have to ask the the subconscious mind, please, please. I really, really, really want to know what is creating this current situation. Because the subconscious is like, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to comply. I'm just going to 
I'm just going to hang out right yeah. back here. We're just going to tuck that away in that drawer. And so you have to really want to know. So you go, no, please show me because I really would like this and it would be very beneficial for me and my life and for all the people I'm helping and all this stuff. So it takes you back through all these scenes. And um, for the first time, one of the scenes was non-human for me nice. this past this last time that I did it. Now, I am in no way, shape, or form claiming to know my past lives, claiming totally to fair. have any relationship to this yeah. vision that I had, yeah. because it's very important to not have any sort of um, delusion right. around like what we're experiencing. Right. Have you ever done past life stuff? No. I mean, I did a something. I did a um, modality that the person called soul remembering mm. and it was following, it was actually following an energy form. So it was like, well, when was the last time you felt this way? And you go back to, but my issue with this is, and it's not so much an issue. It's just the reason I am not, I don't attach to, Oh, it's a past life is I mean, the mind is so expansive. so expansive and our collective unconscious is so expansive yeah. and our consciousness right now is so expansive. And I think the things that we're noticing have always been there. We're just noticing it now. Or things can get planted too. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. So because when you really get into the subconscious stuff, there's a lot of manipulation. That can listen, happen. this is why I was like, okay, so just as an example, so, okay, I, I think maybe I had a past life as a witch or an accused woman and, you know, she was pushed out of a tower window. Checks out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I pissed somebody off. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, was that a past life? Did I see that in a movie? Mm-hmm. Is that an ancestral memory? Is that a collective unconscious memory? It's like what we were talking about with Zara, right? Where it's like, we've all been Cleopatra. Yeah. Because we all share these memories. And then like you read enough Dolores Cannon talk about, um, talk about hypnosis. Yes. I mean, there's different, I don't know if it's, I think definitely her, but like definitely some of these, some of these sort of new thought channelers, you know, Barbara Marciniak, they talk about how you have you can be uploaded with uh, with memories. Um, Dolores definitely talks about this. People that have never been human before, poss- like rather than just like shove them on Earth, they're like, all right, you're gonna need to know. Let's like, give them the install. You're gonna need a backstory. Give them jujitsu. <laughs> you know? So uh, let's backstory. see. Let's have like an alcoholic uncle and like you Here's know your epigenetic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like. You're, you're in the witness protection program now. So, but like, so it's like. That feels so real when you're saying that. You know what I mean though? It's yeah. like, whose memory is this anyway? It is. Yeah. No, but like, that's how, that's how slippery these things are. So slippery. And so. And people are basing their entire lives off of memories that literally might not even be theirs. Exactly. And so. That's bananas. It is. And. I always go back to the stories we tell ourselves and you know what, if it makes you feel empowered and like you have a grip on any of this, that you were Cleopatra, you go girl. Like, yeah, take it, use it. Personally, I, I just keep it open. I'm like, yeah, maybe. I mean, we've lived so many lives in the Buddhist teachings every single sentient being has been our mother. That's how many lives we've lived. It's a lot of mothers. You've been my mother. <laughs> that aunt's been my, my mother. That dog's been my mother. Every single sentient being, that's how many lives we've had. How many of them are stage mothers? <laughs> <laughs> Only the ones where I'm their mother. <laughs> Sing out, Louise! <laughs> that's funny. Can you imagine? Yeah, actually. <laughs> So it's a lot of lives and, and it's very irrelevant in many ways to like get into the past life thing for that reason, because you can't even deal with the life that's in front of you right now. Right. But at the same time, I'm having this like momentary experience where I'm like, all right, I'm not in the womb. I'm not, you know, cause you have to describe mm-hmm. where you are. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's like part of the hypnosis session. It's like, okay, are you inside or are you outside? 
what are you wearing? Are you in a mall? Are you t- I'm not in a mall. <laughs> and I'm like, I am not on earth. Ah. That I know. And like, I'm pretty sure I'm purple. And I'm like, this is, oh, you're Barney. I'm like, oh God, this is getting weird. Um, no, but it was, but the thought, because it's a thought form. So yeah. I'm not saying again, I'm not claiming this is a life or anything or that I can put any finger on it. But the thought that was relevant to the sort of uh, problems at hand, because that's why you're going back through these scenes like show me what's relevant show me yeah give give me what I need it was something along the lines of like earth is going to be a place that has suffering Mm. like that was the belief even coming into earth oh isn't that interesting wait but this is was this someone giving you instructions or it was like I was having a conversation it literally could have been you as the other like that's how Barney's. That's where you What did I say at the party? <laughs> it's like we're just like chatting, and it's like, yeah, no, it's. I mean, oh, it's it's going to be challenging, and it'll have, yeah, yeah. And, and that it's just a place of a lot of suffering, mm. and it is. I know. And I don't think that that was in non-factual what was happening, and you know, Dan argues with me about it all the time about the concept of suffering because in Buddhism, everything's suffering. Suffering is. Yeah. Pervasive. Yeah. And Dan's like, I just don't agree with that. And I was like, yeah, but okay. You're in your happiest moment. Yeah. Inherent inside of that moment is the suffering that that moment's going to change. Yep. Thousand percent. You're going to lose that. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's all impermanent. This can't last. It can't last. Yeah. And so that's the suffering of change. So mm-hmm. even when you are having a joyous moment, the fact that it's impermanent inherently means that there's suffering there. Yeah. So if you have that understanding, then earth, you can have a really deep experience of compassion mm-hmm. for everyone, including yeah. people who everything's going great. I'm not saying you should look at people where everything's going great. You go, know, oh, the other shoes are about to drop. For them, <laughs> so, they for it? That's not, that is not <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, Cause I do think that, um, it's, it's all relative uh, to each person. Yeah. Like we can all be in the same beautiful place and someone can be having an experience of hell. Well, and it's also like whatever is present for you. I mean, and that's kind of the power of the mind is you can change your mind, your focus, what you're thinking about in a second with a breath. Like you can be, I can and, and the interesting thing is I'm still not present if I'm thinking about something other than the fact that, say, I'm sitting on this couch right now in the studio talking to Shakti Sita. But there's something in my mind right now being like, oh, is he in? did he take the dog out? Is, you know, I might need to pee in a second. Like, there's still a lot of other things happening at the same time. And I'm sure there's a suffering happen. It's, there's suffering running. It's inherent. It's, it's, it's totally inherent to existing on this planet. And I do think that the, you could say, yes, it's a belief and all that, but I, I, I do believe that there's reality and truth to that because yeah. I know we can pop out of it, right. but that's liberation. That's a much different game than everyone's playing. And I don't mean everyone, but I mean the masses. But do you, so though, but it's, do you mean like the suffering so anything in the 3D is changing, is moving, right? So does suffering only happen in the 3D? Maybe. Yeah. But Earth is a planet of 3D. It's Allegedly. A- <laughs> <laughs> is this when we say we're not scientists? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh boy. So, um, so was that it? The well, purple, purple Shakti Sita? Yeah, no, I, I think that it was just this, I think that it's all just still a trap. Like even right. the, even the idea that we can just go into our subconscious and like relieve ourselves with some affirmations and 
you know, whatever. We can just will ourselves into some perfect existence where we have no suffering and all of our plates match and our, you know. Yeah, that's suffering to me. (laughs) (laughs) I know that that makes me real uncomfortable. Everything matches. Real uncomfy. (laughs) Oh my God, put me in a white room. I'll go crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Our friend uh, is an interior designer. Hi, Stephanie. She's the best interior designer literally in the entire world. Uh, we're not kidding. And Andrea does crystal placements with her yes. around the world and does these huge installs and everything. So it's like this beautiful gridding of just like absolute beauty everywhere. And I had Stephanie do um, our main area yeah, yeah. when we first moved here to Sedona because it's like, yeah, we bought a house. Let's get some yeah. like, proper furniture and let's bring in a professional because let's be real. I can't measure. Like I buy things and then they arrive. Have you ever bought like a couch and then it like arrives and it's like a mini couch? Oh, don't even like, know. <laughs> me and size. And, like, the just, amount of times you know. I have done this is absurd. I've like ended up with tables that are so big that we like, we no, have no business having them I in our space. I literally scored like a 14%, I think on like spatial relations when they were doing like aptitude tests but My then, we, like, yeah, and then with you? aptitude test, Amazon, same thing though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Amazon is an aptitude test yeah. if you're trying to like take measurements. So anyway, I brought Stephanie in cause she's the pro and she like got, she got my vibe immediately. Like, very natural. Yeah. Like I wanted it earthy, feels like Sedona, all that <laughs> stuff. Right. So she like, she gets like all this beautiful, like whites and grays and like, <laughs> like sheep skinny style, like yeah. vegan. Cause yeah. I, yeah, I prefer the vegan sheep skins and, um, whatever it's just beautiful stunning Mm -hmm. and then and then comes the tonkas and then comes the rugs from dharmasala she had to look away i think the last time she walked in my house she was dan dan like tried to like mimic her reaction the other day (laughs) because it was something like it was something along lines of like oh it it looks great in here Oh, I'm sorry. I did, honestly like I just wonder what she does when she comes to my house to like because she'll come over to help sort of pre-select crystals. <laughs> and our house, as we all know, if you're if you've been following, uh, we haven't done anything to the living room and yeah, it's it's, the, like, the original carpet from I don't know 1990. But we had a we had a dying dog last summer that was incontinent. We're like, well, we're not gonna put a new carpet in here. And now we have a new dog <laughs> that hasn't got them. So I, every time Stephanie comes over, I say to Ian, I'm like, just, we're just going to do our best. <laughs> okay. Just going to get it as, as clean as we can. Yeah. And just, and yeah, she's, she's it's great though. My she's very was, graceful. The, the best was like, I brought her to the rug shop in Dharma. I, 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 I go, Stephanie, this is the rug I'm getting. And she looks at me, she goes, this one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's already like getting packed But up. she was like, this one? <laughs> it wasn't like. <laughs> this is a love fest for you, Stephanie. We love you. Thank oh God for God. Stephanie. Anyway, the other extreme of how I do it, which is the maximalist style, is the very, very, very minimalist style, which is not what Stephanie does. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like, you know, when like you're in a clinical type of setting and it's all white everywhere. That's the, yeah. that's the no-go for me. How did we get here? I don't, I was just thinking that I'm like, wow, we're going to listen back to this and be like, wow, we've really lost the thread on that. Didn't we? <laughs> the thread took us. Um, well, this being a planet of suffering and. Oh no. So th- we think that we can like, we think we can like white box ourselves into like just this perfect reality where suffering doesn't exist. And it's like an externalization yeah. of that where yes, money can buy you comforts. Listen, flying business, flying first class, is more comfortable, objectively speaking, than flying economy. Having a private driver pick you up from the airport is more comfortable than taking the bus. There's objective statements here. There's still suffering at any level, though. It doesn't relieve you of the inherent suffering. Only liberation does that. Well, you know what? The the scenario I pull up is walk into a vet office, and that that is probably the most, one of the most humanizing environments because someone's having the worst day of their life Mm. in that office and someone else is just trying to get, you know, fluffy the shots, Mm. but there's a cross. I mean, everyone's there because they love their animal and it does not matter who you are, what you are, 
where it's it's really interesting. It's a real like lowest common denominator is we're all suffering, and we're, well, we're all human. Exactly, but to to be human is to suffer. It is, I guess though. Cause I don't want to be downer. No, I'm not being a downer. Cause this is, I, I, did you see me smile when I said yes, it? Yes, but they didn't. Can I, okay. No, but I said it. I smiled because I'll take a picture of you and we'll, we'll put this. I'm going to be human. It's to suffer. You guys, this is great news <laughs> because that means that you actually have the desire then to relieve yourself of that condition and to then help others be relieved of that condition. The gods, the God realm, the heavenly realms, however you want to call it, there's, there is such little suffering happening there that the spirit, the path to liberation and enlightenment and any sort of spiritual practice, the rub isn't there. Right. So they're not going to do, yeah. And they live too long. And so, so it's actually considered a less fortunate life than the life you're living right now. It's exactly the rub. It's exactly the, like the like dirt under your fingernails that you came for, because this is what puts you on the spiritual path. It's this like itch that like, no matter what I do, like Andrea, you just organize all your crystals so perfectly. And then what did you text me? I forget. You were like, you're like, well, that was a hungry ghost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't realize that during the time, but now there it is. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know. We we're both raised East Coast. Yeah. And I mean, I was, well, this, this, you know, I was thinking about this, like the whole Think and Grow Rich book was written in what, like 1930? So it's written fresh off the Depression. And like, it's, it's like, it's just loud. I mean, the depression was like 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago from now, 2013. I mean, Obama was, I don't know, like what was 10 years ago, right? And so, and I was thinking about this too with the pandemic, like what kind of narrative does that set? But anyways, everyone's scared to death of another depression. So it's like, you know, you, you clean your plate, you know, you buy, buy everything on sale and stock it up. And my grandparents were alive during the depression and therefore they then program their children with a depression mindset. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this is a wrong thing. It's just reactionary to the times. It's like, well, that happened and we never want that to happen again. So be prepared. It's basic nervous system and subconscious survival mechanism. But then our parents then taught that to us. So we, you know, the depression is a few generations away from us, but it's still programmed in there. The potato like, famine? The, yeah. I mean, all of it. So um, where are we going with that shoot? Um, oh, boy. Suffering. Suffering. And the, God realm. Um, the rub of it gets you the liberation. Right. So, so I think one thing that we're up against, let's say, is, oh, thinking things have to be hard. That's how I started this. It was like East Coast. Like we think things have to be hard. And in some, there are people that I know, and I feel this way too. It's like, you feel like you have to have done something today. I feel like I have to have accomplished Or you've something. earned the rest, or you've earned yeah. the meditation, or you've earned the vacation, yeah. or you, you, like you have to do something to get Well, that. what did you do today? Yeah. Did, what? How hard did you work? Were you lazy? Like all of these things. So... One thing that was bothering me that was a real thing was just people would come over to buy a crystal and they're like, you, you'll come over and you'll be like, what do you have? I'm like, I don't know. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, we, we, like, we call it the library in there. But it's like I used to work at a library. And when people like return books, you have to go put them back on the shelf. In their spot. In their spot. Or you don't know where anything is. And that's how I was with the crystals. And it was bothering me. And it's slow this summer. So I'm like, okay, here are some projects to keep me busy. Yeah. To make me feel like I'm actually like a business person, which is fine. But like this whole notion of busy work. You know, I was thinking too about how when I would temp and they'd be like, how long do I have you for? And you're like... I'm here till five, you know, and okay. Um, you know, go, go into that supply, like, like busy work. And it's, well, that's the, most people are using this incarnation as the busy work and like 
like the whole incarnation. I'm not yeah. saying like we need the products, trust me, because we'll go we'll go crazy, honestly. Like we're not enlightened <laughs> beings by any stretch yet. So like we need the projects and they're good. Why not yeah. organize our crystals and our businesses and things should run smoothly. Right. But I think it's the it's the over identification with the suffering that happens and like there's no distance from it. There's no, <clears throat> when you don't have the perspective mm-hmm. on, it's a perception shift on suffering. Yeah. Cause you can look at the suffering and you can go, wow, this is really not good. <laughs> this is really bad. I mean, I've had my own health crises along the way and like, man, it's not yeah. good. It's not good. And something that has shifted for me in the last few years is it's like, well, if I'm suffering, I'm going to suffer on behalf of everyone who's suffering. Mm. I'm not just suffering for me. I'm transmuting this for everyone because mm. I know at some point the suffering is going to move on. That's a much better way of suffering. Just, yeah. the, just uh, try it sometime. Well, <laughs> you, you'll have an opportunity at some point. But the, <clears throat> the real teaching here, though, is that the samsara or this worldly place that we're in right now can become nirvana. And it's right here right. in this exact coordinate you nothing changes right you change well and if you're so are we talking about not identifying then with the 3d yeah but it's not necessarily like disassociating from it it's that perspective of like I wanted the rub of it. Right. Like all great art is created from like some heartbreak. Oh my God. I read a quote the other day and I was like, Oh, that's such a good quote. This woman is like a tweet or something. She wrote, he lit a cigarette for me once. And I wrote five poetry books about him. Oh wow. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like that is so hot. Like, but there's, cause there's like a rub there. There's like, there's like, there was that like suffering of that moment and that, like heartbreak and that beauty and that ecstasy and all of it all in one. And it was so powerful. All of this art is created from it. Yeah. Like that's amazing. And then conversely though, something I've been wondering about is how, you know, can you create art? Can you, can you be creative from a liberated place and not, you know, like Heming, like I don't know if it was Hemingway, but like you know, there's there's definitely authors that had to get raging drunk before they felt like okay. they could write. Okay, I anything. have actually worked with several artists. Yeah, who they go into the artist zone so deep, yeah, so self destructively, yeah, because that's where they found their art. Right. And if they don't go into that like self destructive place, then they can't create. Mm-hmm. It's like they need that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, this is very, I don't know if I've ever shared this publicly. I don't think I've ever. Are you guys ready? Is this on Patreon? Where I don't think I've even told this? you. The first time I ever asked Guru Jagat a question, mm. it was a public question like in a, and again, I'm saying I haven't said this publicly. I did, but no one knew who I was. Right. So it was like back in 2018 or something. Yeah, it was it was back in those days where like no one knew, no one even knew I was in the room. It was great. I just slip in, slip out. And I asked her this question about just identity Mm -hmm. and about how we shift so much every time we kind of go through different phases of our life. And at that point I had just gotten the name Shakti Sita Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to take it on. And I wasn't asking her directly about the name, but I was just like, you know, Like when, how do you navigate that? Like when you're like ready to just drop the old identity and go into step into a new, step into the new one. Right. And she looks at me and she's like, you know, giving me the full up down. She takes a sip of her, like whatever, her her third favorite beverage on the stage. And she just goes, you know, some of us just need to create like a little rub Mm. in order to create the good art. Right. She's like, she's like, that's all you're doing. Yeah. She's like, this isn't, she's like, there's no problem here. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you know, she's like, I don't have problems, quote unquote. She's like, 
And if I needed to go write a good poem, I could go in the back. I could get myself in that headspace right now and yeah. I could spit out the world's greatest poem of all time. Yeah. She says it like that, like where she's just like, I know I can create it. And it could be so poignant, so touching, and I can go down there and then I get out. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that wasn't the question, but maybe that was the question. Oh, I feel like you have said that before. That wasn't the question, but that was the question. But I don't remember that story. But yeah, it's that whole, I mean, once all your problems are solved and you've been identifying with your problems as, you know, I'm the one who never has money. I'm the one who never has a boyfriend. I'm the one who da 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 da. Like, well, now what? <laughs> Happily ever after. Yeah. Like, but then I'm telling you though, like, I mean, and she would say this too. I'm not that I would ever speak for her, but it's like, and then you just go and you look for more problems because that's. You're a problem seeker, you're a problem identifier, and that's what is defining you, is what's the next problem? Well, this is what I'm advocating for in this episode, which is <laughs> awareness. Yeah. If you know you're doing it, yeah. you're, not as, you're not in the same kind of shitty situation as everyone else. You can be in the same exact shitty situation, but if you have awareness about it, yeah. that you're either you know what, I'm participating in this because either A, I wanted to be here as a purple being, I decided I was going <laughs> to, or as, you know, you, you're, you're consciously saying, I, like, I love this, this teaching around relationships too, where it's like, you know, the relationship's not going to work out. Like, right. you know, this isn't going to be a long-term thing. Right. But you can still consciously and with awareness get into the relationship. Oh, yeah. You can still have fun. Totally. You can still that. have like the best time of your life and it sucks for when they a minute. Break up with you and you're like, wait a minute. I saw, I knew you weren't, but I knew you were going to break up. with I, me. Uh, <sighs> I knew you were, I wasn't going to marry you. Yeah. Damn it. But like you do it with the awareness and if you do it that way, it's just a totally different experience of the situation. Well, and I think, and also be aware if you like it, if you like it, maybe, exactly. maybe like, listen, once, Back in back in the drinking days, it was like, I don't know, a Tuesday night, and I'd had a glass of wine, and Ian doesn't drink wine, so it was one of those things where it was like, there was that moment where it's like, am I just going to finish this bottle, right? Because, and I had had like a couple glasses, and I turned to him, and I'm like, I'm drunk. Like, bad me, you know, it, like, whatever. And he was like, are you having fun? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, great, then keep doing it. And the second he said that, I dropped it. Whoa. I didn't drop the drinking, but I dropped the, the part of it that was, oh, I'm so bad. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the naughtiness of it. And suddenly, and I, I, I don't know, he wasn't giving me permission but it was the first time I felt like I had permission to just enjoy what I was yeah. doing and be like, this is fun. I'm yeah. having a good time. It changed your perception of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think when we, you know, so back to the, can you just create from a liberated place? Of I'm, course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> it's going to be different art. You know, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. And I think, you know. And we need that. We do. We need the variety. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. like, I don't know. I don't, also don't think it matters how it, how it comes. It really doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, you can have some pattern or habit that gets you to that place. I mean, I never tell you this. I never tell you this. I think I told you this. I had this audition once for one of those, like, episodic, um, procedural, you know, the cops come to the door and like, you know, we found your husband in the river or whatever. And like, you, okay. um, you know, the, the distraught wife. Yeah. And I was like, I am gonna nail this fucking, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna get there. Yeah. And the way I would do it was through music. Like I would have music that would bring something up in me. And this was something interesting that an acting teacher said. It would once. hook into your suffering. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like this acting teacher was really Rick Lombardo. He he said, you know, it's one thing to siphon off of an old memory, but if you if you go to the well too many times, you will heal it. 
and it won't be it won't be potent right it's really it's really interesting i mean some people have great command over memory like emotional recall and all that so i <laughs> i had like i think the lost finale had just aired and i just bawled my eyes out and the music that they played during the lost finale it was on like youtube this was i still this was even before like smartphones i think at a blackberry that's a smartphone. Anyway, sorry. So I like put together this little like mixtape for myself, this little, oh, I guess it's a playlist now. I can't say. <laughs> so I had this playlist going before the audition and oh my God, like I was a fucking mess. So I go in and I do the, like the, I don't know, there's like 10 lines and I'm just like, I mean, the levy has broke, okay? And I finish, <laughs> and the casting directors are staring at me like, is she okay? Like, fuck. Like, and one of them was like, that was beautiful. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and I, I'm doing that actor thing where I'm like, thank you. Like, I have to go because I need to go to my trailer now, not that we, uh, my car. And like work this out before. I mean, it was, it was pretty precious. Honestly, I did not get the role. Um, but it's very meta. It's so meta. It's so meta. I mean, what, what's the meme that's going around right now? It's like, it's like, don't let anyone ruin your day. Ruin it for yourself. <laughs> Give yourself a treat. Give yourself a treat. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's like, I don't know that. Did you ever, you never saw Say Anything, did you? The John Cusack movie? And it's, it's, this podcast is going to be... A, the, this, this is the segment. This is the moment the where, segment. where it's like, I bring up a, a movie or some pop and culture no and you have no idea. But then you bring up a TikTok and I'm like, I have sure. no idea. So, it's, and Say Anything. Like, he wants, to, he wants to ask out the impossible girl. And his friends are like, don't do it. She's like, she's going to break, you know, she's going to break your heart. And they're like, just don't get hurt. And he's like, I want to get hurt. And it's such a great, like, 90s movie yeah. moment where we're like, yeah, I want to hurt. I want to listen to grunge and feel something. Feel the pain. And, I mean, I'm not, it, it, like, connection is connection. Connectivity is connectivity. Like, how we relate as humans is how we relate as humans. And at your deepest pain point is also the point of liberation precisely it exists at the exact same space i'm not talking about where the solution the problem whatever i'm not talking yeah, about yeah. that that's the problem and solution are on two different frequencies yes yeah but at the coordinate of your suffering of your deepest suffering is also the moment of your highest grace and how many people have experienced that everyone look at like eckhart tolle he's he's one of those types yeah. um you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of them out there. Well, and also to your point about going through your illness, you have to go through it. Yeah. It's total Chiron. It's the wounded healer. It's like, get to know your wound, get through your wound and then help other people across the bridge. And it's like, it's also why like when friends of mine that are moms, like talk about stuff with their kids, I don't have kids. And I understand that there's an, un, like, there's, I can't really speak to some things. I don't have the experience. I, I haven't crossed that bridge. So all I can do is, like, tell them they're doing a great job, honestly. Yeah. And <laughs> I admire what they're, what they're doing, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, oh, and the other thing I wanted to say was, like, you know, when we're all talking about feeling the pain, it's like the the picture I get though is like then when you, when we talk about trauma bonding, it's almost like you know what I see though like the visual I get is like we're all in this net, and we're only like two feet off the ground, and all we have to do is release out of that net. I feel like nauseous when you talk about trauma bonding. Really, like it has this like it, like it's that, it's that icky of a, a thing that people do. Yeah. Um, 
Because that's not what compassion is. Compassion no. isn't that that's like the total hallmark misunderstanding of compassion is you're suffering. I'm going to come down there and suffer with yeah. you. That's not it. Yeah. That's not it. You know, I was really angry about something and I got over it more or less. Yeah. But every now and then it would recur like the, the thing that made me angry. And I wasn't, I just wasn't getting angry about it anymore. I was kind of bored by, by the recurring storyline of it. And I was talking to a friend about it and she was like, man, she's like, I'll get angry for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, the last thing I want is to create any more anger with anyone. If you want to get angry, if that, if you enjoy it, like yeah. what we were talking about earlier. And you consciously want a bigger experience of it, go for yeah, it. Yeah, but not on my behalf. Yeah. And I think that's something that, that's something that I, I notice a lot. Like when I, I know who to go to with certain problems or issues. And if I go to someone, say I'm having like an argument with Ian about something, I'm not going to go with someone who's going to like not be able to be neutral about it because it's just, it's not fair. And I, that's, those are the best listeners and and space holders for me are the ones that I know I can go in and just have like a shitstorm vent of something and none of what comes out of me is going to stick and create a new story in someone else you know or yeah. a judgment in someone else's consciousness that they then carry around yeah I think it just it just it's done there yeah yeah, I mean, that's like the greatest gift you can give someone if you can actually hold that kind of space. Yeah. It's very hard to do, though, because it's not just like it's such a low level way of relating and everyone does it where yeah. there's the. Um, what's the saying? Common enemy. Creates mm. the best of friends or something. I don't know. It's something like that because you have something in a bond over that's it's the trauma bond it's the it's some sort of a low like hatred or something Mm -hmm. that if you if you both agree on that then then you're able to become friends Mm -hmm. over that and that's the basis of the friendship right that's yeah rough but the all of the illusionary world around us is also doing that to us constantly right and the algorithms are doing it to us constantly mm. and so that's a whole different episode <laughs> um we'll talk about that you guys gonna see shakti z just like clutching her eyebrow right now <laughs> <laughs> the, when i get into like the algorithms and like how it's programmed and what it's doing to our human behavior and what it what's happening beyond so many people's awareness is what's what just mm, I'm not gonna say keeps me up at night because I sleep really well, mm-hmm. um, but it makes me a little uncomfortable. I get that uncomfy feeling when I really start thinking about what the algorithm does to our behavior and all that. Because yeah. what it does is it's showing us things that know that it knows, like. Your phone knows that you cried when you saw that video of the puppy doing the thing. Right. Your phone knows that you laughed when you saw this thing. Your phone knows that you got outraged when, when you saw the video of this thing. Well, guess what? Every single emotional reaction is a hook. Mm -hmm. That means that you, your precious attention is now caught. Yeah. And if your precious attention gets caught, that means dollars for whoever caught it. Um, and so when I worked in TV news, that's all we did. Yeah. It was, it was the outrage machine. How can we create more outrage today? And especially like at Fox, I mean, I don't want to like say one versus the other, but I worked at NBC news. I worked at MSNBC. I worked Mm -hmm. at Fox. I worked everywhere. So don't at me about this. But like at Fox, we were specifically skillful about creating outrage and we would, all of the verbs end in ing. So 
breaking news coming to us out of blah, 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 a car crashing into the thing, people flying out of the, everything's ING so that it's like the energy's in motion. It also makes a present tense. Mm -hmm. Like it's happening. Even if it happened like way, way whenever. And it would be like, and it would be like, you know, officers finding, finding a, um, a a suspect hiding in the thing. And, um, so that there's this constant sort of like pull and hook and movement and, and it's 6 a.m. Oh, God. oh Jesus. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. <laughs> and, and someone's just trying to have their coffee. And this is some people's sadna. Yeah. And, and they are now, their entire day is now blueprinted based off of that emotional hook and outrage machine. Yeah. And they're going to go into their office or whatever they do. I don't know what people do. People work apparently. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that like to be flippant. I'm no. saying that because there's a lot of options. Now on she's this holding planet. both eyebrows. <laughs> there's a lot of options on this planet. Well, and think about this too. People I mean, do a lot of different things with their lives. Well, like when I'm, waking up in the morning I'm coming out of a dream state which you know whole other episode of dream state versus reality and yeah we'll talk about that but I'm I'm I always feel like I'm literally coming to the surface like I'm getting back into my body and it's like I can feel myself lifting up almost and here I am I'm back I'm back and it's very avatar the movie like you're back in your body and there's a little bit of an orientation period that uh, has to take place. I mean, oftentimes, especially when I've been traveling, it's like, oh, my God, where am I? Like, I don't even believe I'm in my room. I don't believe it. And it's like it takes some convincing. But it, takes a, it always takes some kind of convincing when I wake up because it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's wishy-washy. It's like, am I having a good day or a bad day? Like where, where did I leave off? Where did I leave it off? Where yeah. And I that's like, off? that's a lot of teachings from different yeah, you yeah. Know, um, people about how, you know, you, you have a chance in those, yes. real, those first moments, it is a hypnotic state and yeah. you have a chance to rewrite the script. If yeah. you can catch it yeah. first thing out of the gate, I love leaving Andrea a voice note first thing in the morning being like, Good morning, beautiful array of sunshine, expansive, ever expanding, um, you know, uh, universal, whatever. I just, I just go on and on, like saying all these like very expansive things because why not? Well, why not? And, you know, I forget who I was listening to or thinking about, but I just, I, I created a little exercise for myself where when I would open my eyes in the morning I would say I am inserting myself on the timeline where I own and live in a house in Sedona. And that was back when I lived in LA, obviously. And not obviously, but to people who know me, (laughs) obviously. Um, And, you know, that's a whole other episode also, but like, you know, us getting, us buying a house in Sedona was like that, that Alice in Wonderland quote where she's like, I've imagined six impossible things before breakfast. Which is another great quote when you think about it, because it's like before breakfast, before 6 a.m., before you turn on the Fox News, like what are the six impossible things? Because what if, what if you just decided that you were on the timeline where those six impossible things were reality? And not necessarily gonna happen that day, but then I would shape my day and I would just trust myself and be like, well, I already stated when I woke up this morning that I'm inserting myself on the timeline where I live in Sedona. Therefore, everything that comes my way today is in service to that somehow. Beautiful. I love this for so many reasons because yes, you're creating the reality that you want, all this, you're determining how you're going to relate to your day. But what's really happening on a very basic level is you are controlling your mind. Yeah. And if you can control your mind, you are on the path of liberation. It's not that you are liberated. It's not that you are enlightened. It's that you 
are on that path at least. And you it know, gives you that fighting chance. It gives you that, yeah. that, that chance that at the end of this day, you're going to get to the end of the day and go, yeah, I lived, I lived a conscious day today. And even if I got yeah, angry, yeah. even if, even, you it know, all the spectrum of human experience happened, yeah. listen, a lot of things happen. Yeah. And if you started the day with awareness and you at least put into the computer what you wanted to experience, yeah. that's you at least having that moment where you're trying to control your mind. You're trying to tame right. your mind. And if you do that, then you're going to have a different perception and the ability and agility to experience suffering differently. Right. More creatively, more powerfully, well, and also, more graciously, but, all of it. But look at things too as not necessarily good or bad. Exactly. Or suffering. Exactly. Or, un, you know, un, unpleasant, whatever, like whatever it was. And that's also why I, I keep track of the victories at the end of the day. Even if it's just I organized all the crystals on a tray. It's like, you know what? I said I was going to do something and I did it. What were your victories today? Today? Um, Give me like two. Well, I got the new harness for the dog because he chewed through the other one. Um I'm just, I'm, now I'm like, what did I do today? <laughs> I think the podcast is a pretty good victory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot we're doing a well, podcast. Let's, let's well, give it that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had my, I had the meeting with Merriman. That my was friend nice. Merriman's an astrologer and she's, she was doing a reading that we continued and that was really, um, I was on time. <laughs> I dropped off the recycling to the cardboard place. Oh my God. These are a lot of victories. Yeah. I mean, you can get a lot done in a day. Yeah. Ask, ask our friend Lauren. (laughs) Three kids. I'm convinced that she trilocates or something like she's, she is multiple people. There was something I was going to say though, back when we were talking about the Sedona timeline and the, um, just everything, everything pointing me in that direction but I've lost the thread. Um, somewhere. It's somewhere. Somewhere in the quantum entanglement. out there. It's quantumly entangled somewhere. There's something, I don't know. We've talked about a lot, but I'm just thinking in terms of the suffering too. Is there a better word? Like do we have for to, suffering. Yeah, do we have to use that word? I'm, I'm here for a rebrand. Yeah. If anyone listening has a good rebrand for that word, please let us know. I wonder, is suffering another word for limitation? Oh, limitation is absolutely suffering. So it's Imagine one form of limitation, it. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. So. That's part of what makes the human body so, like, frustrating is because it's like we are these expansive beings in these very limited bodies oh i know well one thing that came up earlier though when we were talking about the manifestation and working on 3d versus working on the astral remember how i said to you the other day i'm like are we so tired maybe Mm. yeah you were you were like you're like, I am so tired. Like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. And I, it was yesterday. And I and actually, it wasn't the other day. It was yesterday. And when you had texted me that I had just woken up from my four hour power nap yeah. that I had at like 9 a.m. So, right. you know, it's like I got up, did my practice, but like my did a couple things, was... passed out again. And, and I, and yeah. we said, well, we're doing a lot of work in other realms. Sometimes you have to be in other places. Well, there's that, but also I wonder if it's the contrast. Like, there's a level of me that's so used to things happening literally at light speed if I'm working on another realm that when I get back in my body, it's like, why is everything so So heavy? So heavy. God damn (laughs) gravity. Like, I need to get up. Okay, I should get up. I feel like... I need to eat something like <laughs> everything just, it just feels so slow mo and, and sluggish. And, and I just, I wonder if that's part of it is, but I think we're experiencing more of that in our daily, like you it's and me, like, up. wait, I just said that. Wait, I just thought of that. I was just thinking about you. Wait, I just sent this to you. Like, yeah. Constant. 
Are you thinking we should end this now? Yeah. Yeah. I can read your, I can read your mind. I know. I mean, I knew, I knew before you're coming over to do this episode when you're running late, when you weren't there, like within like a time frame yeah. that would well, have I made sense. I said I was on my way and I wasn't. And, I, and I was like, I was like, she's picking, she's at Whole Foods. I, I like tuned in. I'm like, she's at Whole Foods getting some watermelon juice. And I said it to Elizabeth and. Which is hugely predictable. Yeah, but. I'm not, a, I'm not that harebrained. Yeah, but then <laughs> you walked in with the watermelon, watermelon juice, juice and Elizabeth was like, eh, that's pretty good. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, okay, Satnam, you guys, thank you for joining us for another episode. Yes. Um, if you like it, you should share it yeah. uh, with people who will also like it. And if you really like it, please leave us a review. Yeah. Give us some five stars and some love, and we'll keep sharing our wild ride. And yeah. hopefully it's very helpful um, to the people who need to hear it. Yeah, that's that was always that's our all. intention, was we feel like we're having these... I mean, like we said, fascinating conversations to us. And something I've been hearing from different people is there's a lot of people, I think, thinking, you know, is anyone else thinking like this? Is anyone else having these conversations? Is anyone else having these thoughts? And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think one of the things that I appreciate about Andrea and about the way that we're able to talk about these things is I like to think that we're very grounded about it. You know, we're, we're trying to keep it real pragmatic. You know, we're not trying to, um, you know, we see a lot of things in Sedona and how people relate here and spin out and, you know, go, we're still, we're still here. Yeah. And so we will act as such and play by those rules, quote unquote, whatever they are. I am, I am known to like have I'll go through these periods where everything's like whoa this is what and then I'm like okay great it's July 13th 2023 uh it's a Thursday it's hot out I'm in this body I've earned this incarnation I've earned this this physical experience whatever the hell I came to experience I'm here to do that and uh let's go to the mall (laughs) You had to. I had to. Sorry. Okay. Let's go eat some almond butter. I don't want it's almond butter. Very grounding. I guess it is. Yeah. That's true. I'm always into like the root vegetables. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Like some sweet potatoes. Oh, who's hungry? I am. <laughs> All right. Satnam. Satnam. <laughs>